Hey, everybody. Welcome back to It's Only Embarrassing If You're Embarrassed podcast, a podcast focused on normalizing everyday challenges such as mental health, addiction, grief, divorce, loss, and many more. I hope this episode inspires you to be your best self and to live your dream life one day at a time. Hey everybody, welcome back to a new episode of It's Only Embarrassing If You're Embarrassed podcast. My name's Madison and I'm so happy you're here today. On Wednesdays, we do a random episode where I just talk about something that either has been resonating with me or that I feel like has been something that I've been just kind of talking about with a lot of people. And so this week we're talking about overcoming challenges. And I have been through a lot of just challenges and life transitions over the past couple years. And so I'm going to get candid about just some of those challenges, what it was like for me. And then I'm going to talk about some of the things that I really think that you need in order to overcome challenges and some of the things that have really helped me just to create a brand new life that is a lot more just Christ-centered as well as peaceful. So quick little life update. I want you guys' opinion on this. Can you friend somebody that you go to for professional services, like in real life? So let me tell you guys. The I have a couple people that like do like my facials or whatever, and I adore them. I want to be their friend in real life. But is it creepy if I ask them to go out for coffee? Like the girl that I've been going to to get my facials done for the past couple years. Is it creepy if I'm like, hey girl, love chit-chatting with you, want to get coffee. Like, is that creepy? Yes, no, I need to know. DM me, whatever. I want you guys' opinions because it's so, it's so wild, like making friends as an adult. You're like, is this how people do it? Is this what you're supposed to do? But I want you guys' opinions on if that is like fun or creepy. So let's get into it. Challenges. Some of the challenges I've been through have been grief, divorce, mental health, addiction, and loss. And so in my 20s, I lost a lot of people that I loved. I lost my dad. I lost some grandparents, some aunts, some uncles. And honestly, it was really hard because I was the kind of person that I always thought that the people that would be in my life would be there forever. And then when they weren't, I was like, okay, this is very unexpected. I don't know how to handle this. And it was something that I really struggled with. And getting into therapy when I was struggling with grief helped me so, so much. Then whenever I was about 30, I got divorced. I had been with my ex-husband since I was 18. We split up after we'd been together for about 10 years. And honestly, it was a great thing for me. However, it's still really hard to start over. And I know there are people that start over way later than 30. So like, this is your little encouragement that if you have to start over for divorce or literally for any reason, you can do it and it's going to be hard for a little while, but ultimately you can make it so fun because whenever you, uh, you know, separate with a partner, you're able to, you know, create a whole new life. How do you want to spend your weekends? What do you want to do on Saturday night? You know, you don't have to do what you would do with them. You could do literally whatever you want. And that for me, just kind of building my own little life was just really cool and a way that I definitely overcame that challenge. 
So I have talked to you guys a lot about how I have struggled with mental health and I have struggled with anxiety and depression and I had pretty bad undiagnosed anxiety and depression probably all of my 20s and I was told by doctors, you know, hey, you have, you know, pretty bad undiagnosed anxiety. And literally I was like, who, me? Don't think so. It's got to be something else. Because for whatever reason, like I didn't want that to be true. I thought there was like a stigma behind being anxious or struggling with depression. And I didn't realize that it's just a thing that, you know, some people encounter in life. And if you do, that's perfectly fine. So when it comes to mental health, I think the first piece for me was just, you know, accepting that that's okay, accepting that I need to be in therapy, that I need to take medication, you know, all these things. I feel like just the acceptance honestly was so, so challenging for me. And then once I did accept it and really get into therapy, really, you know, be cognizant about, you know, what sort of medications I'm taking. Are they, you know, doing the things that they're supposed to do? Are they making me feel, you know, better, not worse? You know, just all these different things that kind of come along with trying to get the right amount of serotonin or dopamine in your brain. Um, also, this is your little PSA that if you have to take medication for mental health, that you should not feel bad for it. Because if you had to take medication for your heart, you wouldn't be like, I don't think so. Not today. You would take that medication. So do the same thing for your brain, for your mental health, because most of the time all taking medication for your mental health is, is your brain doesn't have enough of the happy chemicals like serotonin or dopamine. And so you can take those in a pill form. And sometimes you just don't have enough serotonin or dopamine because it's hereditary. Sometimes it's because you've had something that's happened in your life. It's been really challenging or troublesome. Sometimes it's a little bit of both. And there can be all sorts of other reasons. So this is your little PSA that if you needed to get into therapy or get on head meds, accept it, do not feel bad about it, and instead do what you need to do to take care of yourself. So another challenge I went through was dealing with addiction. And so I really struggled with drinking all of my 20s. And so now I am in AA and I actually ended up committing to go to AA through therapy. And so I had a therapist I'd been seeing. And so I'd been really candid with her, you know, Hey, I quit drinking. I've been having these really bad withdrawals. You know, it's been really challenging. And she was like, Hey, you need to get into AA. And I was like, no, thanks. And she was like, I really think you should give it a try. And I was like, "Mm, Nope, not going to be one of those AA people. And I've talked about it on a previous episode, but I ended up getting into AA on a Wednesday if you're not sure how bad of a drinking problem I had. And honestly, it was amazing, life-changing, and so, so helpful for me to be able to stay sober and to not pick up a drink. It's been almost a year and a half now, so that's something that has been really challenging. But like, I have to make a point to go to meetings. I have to make a point to like do AA readings, like all these things that I have to do because there's this saying that goes like, Whenever you're staying sober, your addiction is out there doing push-ups. And a lot of times I think people think like, oh yeah, I've been sober for a year. So like I can have a drink now. But like the thing about people with drinking problems is like, we cannot have one drink. We can have eight drinks, maybe stop then, but like not one drink. And 
that is a problem. And another challenge I ran into with addiction was also acceptance. Um, and same thing there. I didn't want to go to AA. I didn't want to quit drinking. I didn't want to be an AA person. I thought there was so much just like shame around those things. And the reality is that I was projecting all that shame onto myself, which I think we do so often. I think a lot of times we think that there's stigmas around things. So we don't want to admit that we have those things because we don't want to fall into that stigma. When in reality, that's just like a stigma that somebody made up or said, or, you know, whatever at some point, and you can always be the one that proves that that's not true. And another thing that's really helped me in addiction is working the steps. So if you guys don't know, there is the 12 steps of AA. And the first step is like, you admit that you are powerless over alcohol. And then it goes into giving your life over to your higher power and, you know, just all these different things, trying to get rid of your character defects, trying to make amends, you know, just all these things that are just really helpful in the road to recovery. Because whenever you get sober, what happens is all of these emotions that you've been repressing or suppressing with alcohol, they all just come to the surface. And now you don't have alcohol to suppress them anymore. And your body's like, okay, how are we going to handle these emotions? What are we going to do with them? And so doing things like like therapy, AA, working the steps, like all those things are so helpful and literally designed to help people whenever they're struggling with addiction or coming out of addiction. So I also dealt with uh, the challenge of loss. I lost a lot of friends whenever I got divorced. Honestly, I've had a lot of friends in my 20s. Like I've had a lot of friends that were party friends. I've had friends that were like friends for a season that I thought would be friends for life. Just, you know, I've honestly had and lost a lot of friends in my 20s. And that's been really challenging because I'm the kind of person that like, again, if you're in my life, I think you're going to be there forever. And then when you're not, I'm like okay, uh, what do I do now? And that's something that I've really had to work on is that people come and go for reasons, for seasons. Sometimes people are here for a longer period of time, but losing friends, losing my old life, losing old habits, all helped me to be able to find new ways of spending time. And now I spend my time in ways that I love. There's practically nothing that I do or go to or spend time on that I dread. And I used to have so many things and relationships and places and different things that I would do that I literally would just dread going to. And like now I don't have any of those things anymore. And that has given me so much peace. And ultimately, really what we're looking for in life is peace. So I made just like a quick little list to overcome challenges you need, most importantly, God and faith. And so for me, I was doing all these things. Like I had started therapy, I had started head meds, I had started AA, but I hadn't fully given my life to God. I said the little like, yeah, God help me prayer, but like, I didn't really mean it. I meant like, God, can you show up and like show up for my plan and make my plan work perfectly the way that I want it to, not your plan. And it took me a really long time before I actually surrendered and actually gave my life over to God. And then once I did it, I was just amazed how much I was just shown as far as, you know, life purpose and things that I was supposed to be doing and spending my time on and, you know, just being able to understand things that happened, why things happen, you know, just all of this, just grace and knowledge and wisdom and just peace came to me from getting a relationship with God and fully surrendering and fully giving my life over to him. That's also one of the steps of AA, which I think is super important because 
I think if you're recovering from addiction, unless you have some sort of higher power, spiritual experience, like you're not going to be able to stay sober. I truly believe that that is the difference between people who come into AA and stay and people who are in and out of AA, you know, potentially their whole life because they never actually get that higher power that can actually, you know, give them that life change that they need to stay sober. So outside of God and faith, you do need a support system. And this can look like a therapist, a psychiatrist, your mom, your best friend, your sister, your boyfriend, your husband. It can look however you want it to look. It's just whatever you need in your life in that phase. And that was hard for me because I always thought my support system had to look a certain way or had to be certain people. And then I realized like your support system is who you need it to be for whatever season of life you're in then, not what somebody else's support system looks like. Cause we all have different lives, different lives and different needs that God is meeting through other people in our life. To overcome challenges, you also need confidence because when life gets hard, you cannot have the mindset of like, oh, I'm just going to give up. You have to have the mindset of I'm going to keep going and God's going to get me through this no matter what happens because God will never give me more than I can handle and God will never put me in situations that I can't get through. And you have to have confidence in that. And if you do, you really can get through anything. You also have to have self-love to overcome challenges because if you don't like yourself when challenges come, you're not going to be able to think clearly and be in a good like headspace in order to overcome those things. You're just going to be negative Nelly mindset. And really you just want to get in the process of just loving yourself more. And I feel like a lot of that comes, you know, kind of confidence and self-love together really help you to be able to overcome challenges. And so my life was super unmanageable before I gave it over to God. And, you know, I had all these challenges in my life. And then now I can honestly say that I can overcome challenging times without having to numb, without having to, you know, use all these things that I used to use in my past life because I have faith, because I have God, because I have, you know, my higher power and because I have, you know, my support system, my people that I rely on. I have like probably like four or five people every morning that we like message back and forth just cute messages so if you look at my phone in the morning it's just like me and my mom and my aunts and like people from AA just like being like hi beautiful hope you have an amazing day like just like cute stuff like that so this is your encouragement that if you want a more positive life like find one or two people and just randomly start sending them cute little messages like that and honestly it will make their day it will make your day and it's just great to just be kind to others and the like satisfaction you get from just like being kind to others for no reason or just out of the blue, I also think is a huge, huge help of just building your confidence in the healing process. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode on overcoming challenges. We'll be back on Friday and we're going to be unpacking a little bit more of the Bible on Friday's episode. So stay tuned for that. Hope you guys have a great Wednesday. Share this episode with a friend who might be going through it challenging time. And as always, happy healing, babes. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of It's Only Embarrassing If You're Embarrassed podcast. I'm your host, Madison. If you want to get tuned into more episodes, you can click the follow button in the top right-hand side of your phone screen. This will actually notify you when new episodes are published. If you loved this episode, please leave a five-star rating and review. It really helps with the show. 
And last but not least, if you thought of someone during this episode that you were like, hmm, I really need my mom, my bestie, my sister to hear this episode, please share with a friend. And as always, happy healing, babes.